Hello, hello, and welcome to another podcast episode of Overpowering Emotions, where I talk all things big emotions, emotion regulation, anxiety management, and of course, resilience. And of course, we're on our journey of resilience. And today, I actually have a special guest that I'm very excited to introduce, Naomi Riley. She's a brain injury survivor turned influential motivational speaker. She's catalyzed change in mental health and education reform. Her personal triumph over adversity underpins her advocacy for inclusive education for those with mental health issues and cognitive challenges. There's lots of wealth of knowledge as we look at adversity and resilience. I mean, that's what's resilience is all about is overcoming adversity. So I hope you enjoy our conversation. Welcome Naomi to the show. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you so much. I appreciate being here. Yeah, it's great. So why don't we start by having you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I am a mother of three. My children are now grown and adults, young adults now. Um, but you know, they, when we were growing, when I, they were growing up, they kind of went through some, some challenges and, um, mental health and all of those things became a very big, uh, proponent in my life. Um, as my kids were growing and when they were in high school, I was fortunate enough to be in a distracted driving accident. And I uh, had to, I had a brain injury as well as other injuries. I didn't see this driver coming my way and they chose to hit me (laughs) head on. So um, I had to spend my time, the next almost year of my time in a rehab hospital, developing new neural pathways. And by doing this, you know, my, the pivotal point in my life changed. I, I had to face all of these new changes that I wasn't anticipating. So um, I became an advocate for mental health for a lot of rights that uh, need to be addressed now um, in the nation that we're, you know, we're kind of seeing some societal issues that we don't like to see. And so I uh, came up with a program called the Text Pledge Project, and we develop programs for schools for K through 12 levels to help implement good mental health tips so that, and then also um, we have lots of books on distracted driving, discrimination, acts of, ending acts of violence, right? And I'm just really promoting good mental health and becoming emotionally intelligent, right? We want to like rise above all these issues. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. (laughs) Okay. Well, and, and, you know, it's interesting. I think just your hearing your story, I know we're going to get into promoting resilience in kids, but even just hearing your story, I mean, this is a story of resilience. And I think the word resilience is thrown around so much, but it's really, I mean, it comes with adversity. It comes with trauma and tragedy. Mm-hmm. It comes from that place that we, you know, we have to have those significant events or or even little, you know, stressors, those types of things as well. But it's being able to not just bounce back, but thrive. And you're a great example of thriving past from where you were and using this for good. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you're just a walking story of resilience. It's great. Right. To see. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Not to downplay where you, you know, the, the challenges that you did have. I mean, a year, that's a lot. I can only imagine. Yeah. You know, I look at the um, hills and the valleys 
when we go through hills and valleys, you know, we always really need to pay attention to those valleys because they become the pivotal points of change that happens in our life. And um, I always talk to kids about, you know, our brain does not step, stop developing, especially when we're kids, until we're in our late 20s. And so it's always important that we don't make any rash or hasty decisions when we're in that type of crisis uh, mode alone. Um, the brain's abilities are to freeze, to flight, to fight, or to fawn when we're in that uh type of mode. And, and so uh, my vision was to really create a safe space for students so that they could learn about what was going on in society, but then also make sure that we provide them with that, the actual numbers that they need if they're ever in a crisis. So our app will be uh, developed, or it's, it's being in development right now. It'll be available next week. Um, and it's going to have uh, all the crisis lines that a student or anyone would need ever in crisis. And that only goes from you know, 911 and 9988. It also goes from um, the human trafficking hotline, missing child hotline, uh, poison control, and so many others that we really don't think about, but we might need if we're ever in crisis. So that uh, was a vision that I had. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's amazing. It's actually very similar to an initiative that I'm starting as well, just looking at promoting resilience in, in schools and homes as well. Um, for those it. numbers, just out of curiosity, is it just for the United States or is it across North America? Yeah, so it's just for the United States. However, we are uh, we've been approached by other countries to develop the program in in various countries. Um, I do talks on uh, the rotor in the International Rotary. Actually, I've done one of those, and I think five delegates from different countries have already came to us and said, "Hey, you know what? We need this in our country. It's very important." So. Um, you know, as long as we're doing good work and we're making sure that people have the access that they need whenever in crisis, you know, it's really so, so important. So uh, we have, uh, we've got our vision set to do Canada and, and Mexico as those are neighboring countries, right? We got to make sure that's, you know, down. So <laughs> Well, I do have a lot of American listeners, but I know I also have a lot of Canadian listeners too. So we'll definitely keep out our, our eye on that. So today, just wondering yeah. where should we start with that topic? All right. So I always recommend, you know, when I was going through my crisis and not knowing what I was going to have to do to get through it, you know, I had to redevelop all of my neural pathways. I couldn't put sentences together right. I couldn't read and understand paragraphs. My cognitive, my motor, everything was ruined. And so I pretty much had to basically start from scratch, right? And it was no fun. So um, one thing that I really started doing um, when I started like having, I had a team of people that were helping me. You know, I went to a brain injury and concussion clinic for uh, very uh, many months, right? And so I would go to the brain rehab, then I would go to uh, physical rehab and others. But one thing that always stood stood really uh, in my life was that I would practice gratitude. Okay, so even though I was so, so upset and so frustrated where I was at, you know, 
I was upset and angry at the person that hit me because this person changed my life forever, yet they walked away (laughs) and they went on with their life, but mine was changed forever. So what I needed to do was to get my mindset right, okay? And And the first mindset is always practice gratitude. Be thankful for the things that you have right now. Because those are some things that other people are praying for and wishing that they had. You know, we have a roof over our head. We have meals provided to us. Those are things that are going to be really important to help open your mindset to start moving on the path in the right direction, okay? So that's one of the mental health tips that we can really try to move the needle and move forward. Another thing that we're going to want to do is just really focus in on the present, the right here and now. Um, You're going to make, what I needed to do was to make lists of little things that I needed to accomplish, right? So I'm going to give you an example. I couldn't put, you know, my sentence structures together and I couldn't understand how stories would come together and where if I had to remember, you know, a certain character's traits, I couldn't do that. So I would make a list of the here and now. What were the daily things that I needed to accomplish to try to remember a little bit more every single day, right? That that was difficult because it was here and now. So if I knew I had to, you know, read a story that was, uh, you know, five pages long, and then I had to understand the characters, I would write, this is what I'm going to do today. And I would write this five times. (laughs) I'm going to remember this story, and I'm going to remember the questions, and I'm going to remember the things that I need to remember to move forward. Because when you're focusing right in the present moment, you're not distracted from what's going on around you. So focus in on the present things that you have to do to stay in the moment, okay? (laughs) Another thing that, you know, students can do is to really create boundaries and create and cultivate positive relationships, right? We always wanna surround ourselves with people, like-minded people, people that we want to aspire to be like, or um, that we find are very good examples in our life. We don't wanna surround ourselves with people that are negative and, and, and really don't bring any good things to the table. Yeah, they might be fun, but they might not be doing the right things, right? So we always want to make sure that we're cultivating these good relationships. I always, once I started uh, being, starting being back to who I was, I decided that I was going to uh, initiate something called hope. And that was help one person each day. You know, people learned about my story and what I was going through, but just by giving them a nice compliment or a smile or, or something like that, just those little things each day can help uplift a, a per- person's mindset and energy. So that's one thing. It's called the Hope Project. Now, help one person each day. <laughs> um, okay. So another thing that we could do is to set realistic goals for yourself, right? We don't want to be the marathon runner in the beginning. Some of us we can always have high goals and they're, you know, we just, 
we have to make sure that we're putting in the protocols to get to those goals. You know, when I was in um, in rehab, like I said, I had to like really focus in on those present moments to get to where I could read a good book again, right? (laughs) And understand it and really take it in and and then write a paragraph on what it was about and what I liked about it. Because when I was in it in the beginning, I was not understanding much of anything. So it does take some time, but just set realistic goals for yourself. We all know that the marathon runner has to work out and has to really practice and practice, practice a lot to get to that marathon. So make sure that you're setting realistic goals for yourself. Another thing you can do is to practice self-care and compassion. You know, if you want others to believe and, and help you along your journey, Make sure that you're taking care of yourself. Make sure you're just nourishing your body or you're taking the right vitamins and you're just being positive about what you want to accomplish in life. Drink plenty of water and focus on being compassionate to your physical body, your strengths, and and all the qualities that you're good at. Those are things that you're going to really want to focus in on. Another one is to prioritize rest and sleep. <laughs> I know so many students and people that don't get enough street sleep. They, you know, work two jobs or they're, you know, uh, just busy, busy, busy. But we always really need to make sure that we're getting enough rest and sleep because when, when our mind's not getting enough rest, it doesn't tend to uh, relax and really help our body just rejuvenate and get get forward, right? We just get all tensed up and we just don't want to do that. <laughs> so those are a few tips we could use. <laughs> Lots of great things. And and yeah, I mean, there's so much, I mean, gratitude, there's so much research just supporting that and then helping others. Our brain can't tell the difference between us being helped and supported and helping others. And we, you know, it just releases all those feel-good hormones. So there's so many benefits, I mean, with all of this. And of course, sleep, that's always the foundation. I just say, if we don't have sleep first and foremost, it's hard to do any of these things. We'll be too exhausted to be mindful or to be grateful or to remember, you know, so so yeah, lots of great tips mm-hmm. here. Yeah, yeah. Um, another one um, I would recommend uh, to any parents you know, engage in activities that your student may want to try or be involved with. You know, we spend so much time to focus in on what's right and wrong. And, you know, they love the social media, they love the video games, they love all of that. But if you take all of that away, you know, what really makes them tick? What makes them unique? Where are their, their focuses and their qualities at that they might enjoy? Let them know that they are loved and cared for and that you are their biggest supporter. I think that that's so important that students feel and know that their parents are always going to be there for them and just be in their corner. Even as they they become young adults, you still want them to know, you know, my parents are like 18 and they moved on, you know, back in the, in the sixties. Well, my kids are now in their 20s and I feel like sometimes I'm I'm still raising them and, you know, checking in with them and just letting them know like, hey, what's going on with you today? I want to hear. 
And that's so important. I think, you know, society is so driven by outcomes and like kids need to know, anybody needs to know that they're loved unconditionally. It doesn't matter what they say or what they do or who they become, like just being them, we still love them. We might not always let love their behaviors, but for them themselves, no matter what. Right. And I think that that's such an important piece. Yeah. So important. You know, we don't ever want kids to feel alone ever. It's so important that they feel that they are valued. And, you know, if they are uh, knowing that they're on the right journey, they've got you behind them. They've got supporters behind them and people that really are saying, you got this. We are, we have you all the way, you know, keep going. You know, everyone needs someone in their corner. You know, we never want to go on a journey alone. Absolutely. <laughs> Lots of great tips. So are these the types of things that you're promoting in the program then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is part of our mental health program. Um, you know, we have books from K through 12 levels. Um, so anyone can go to textpledge.us and they can go to our educational resources and download any of our books. Uh, just look at the grade level that you're interested in and there's about five or six books per grade level. I definitely recommend, you know, just showing your students and getting involved with who they are. You know, it really takes 10 minutes a day, if that. And, you know, you're cultivating a great, great relationship with them. And yeah, you might not like, again, you might not like your like their behaviors and how they act at times, but Sometimes it really opens up the doors for situations and, and talks that you never thought would have occurred, right? You got to let them know that they you're in their corner and you're here to listen to them no matter what. So, you know, I think that a lot of the time we can put this uh, idea of perfection on who we want our kids to be, yet, you know, sometimes we need to really just step back and say, you know what? They are their own person. They need to make their own choices and their own decisions. I will be there to support them and I help guide them along their way, but also talk to them when they don't make the right decisions, right? <laughs> and when that happens, it's usually a signal, you know, behaviors are communicating something. And we focus so much on that symptom of the behavior, but really looking at the root cause. Actually, what you just um, said reminded me of the emoji movie. Have you ever seen that movie? I have not. No. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's the world of emoticons and there's the, the one emoji is meh. So his mom was meh, dad was meh. And it's now his turn to take over the social media platform and be the meh emoji. But he can't do it. He can't do it. Anytime a kid pushes meh, he will snort and just do something like really weird with his face. <laughs> and so they go out to destroy him because he's not in that normal curve, that normal expectation, right? That we expected him to just be meh. That's it. And so when he can't follow through with that, they go to destroy him. So it was by the end, I mean, the art is we can be <laughs> our unique self right and I think that that's yes. really important I love using that as an example of sort of breaking through what we expect kids to be how we expect them to behave or to talk to us and and really yeah. sort of 
cherish and love their unique little selves that they are. Right. So I, I yeah. just I was reminded of that. Yeah. I've got one more uh, really good tip is something that I don't know about you, but I sometimes have a hard time with, um, you know, we all have our hills and valleys, right? Um, some days are better than others. But one thing is I was um, told early on, practice positive self-talk. You know, sometimes we can get in our brains. Oh, I can't do this. Oh, I don't want to do this. If I would have said that every single day that I was in rehab, I would probably still be in rehab, right? And so <laughs> like, you have to practice that positive self-talk. No, I can do this. I will get through this. No matter what it is, I'm going to achieve and get through this. No matter how hard it is, I am this. I am strong. I am you know, valued. I am responsible. Those are really, really good things that we can just help our kids understand as they grow. You know, you are going to make mistakes, but that's part of growing and learning and just moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Lots of great tips. So um, if, you know, parents or teachers were to start with one, where where would you recommend that they start? Um. So, you know, there's always, you know, there's 10 great ones, right? I would always practice gratitude. I spend three to five minutes every day thanking uh, my creator for the things that I've been given and the life that I have. Um, and I always uh, ask for guidance and that I'm uh, communicating with the right people daily. Um, I am a firm believer in faith and God, uh, but that is me. That doesn't necessarily mean that's you. So if you you know, uh, don't do that or, you know, don't practice religion, that's okay too. I would still recommend just being thankful for the things that you have in your life. Uh, one great, really, one really great thing I also do is to set a calendar of four things that I want to get done every single day. This is a very, very powerful, powerful tool that you can show your kids too. Practice gratitude for something you're grateful for three to five minutes and then write down four things, at least four things that you want to get done throughout the day, right? And so you're holding yourself accountable in the morning to make sure that you get these things done. And then at the end of the day, if you get those things done and then a few other things, write those down too. And it really has this really powerful thing on the mind of holding ourselves accountable and then giving us some gratification at the end of the day when it's done. Those are always great things to do and implement to just help move, move our needles forward and, and, you know, give us a good outlook on life. Right. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. This, this has been great. Uh if for listeners, I, I will have all of your information and how to contact you and things like yeah. that in the show notes. Absolutely. But for everyone who's listening now, where's the best place to reach you? Yeah, so you can go to textpledge.us and hit uh you can you can contact me, Naomi at textpledge.us, admin at textpledge.us. We'll get back with you and uh share any of the resources that we have with you. Um, thank you so much for having me on. This has been really, really great. You're, you're such a great person. And it sounds like you've got a great mission and story, uh, a great podcast that you've got going. I really appreciate it. 
Well, thank you for being on the show. It's wonderful having you and lots of great tips. I know everyone's going to take away. Have a great day. Thank you. You too.